0: Welcome to Playmakers, everyone. I'm your host, Haley Elwood. It is week two, and for the Los Angeles Chargers, they will have their first primetime game of the season, and it is a big one because it is the first Thursday night football game on Prime Video of the year ever. We'll put it that way. And joining me to talk about this one is Prime Video sideline reporter Kaylee Hartung. Kaylee, thanks for coming on. Haley and Kaylee, I like this. We should make this a regular thing. I'm into it. We can totally do it. You have known about this game for quite some time. I think it was announced at the draft. It has been circled on all of our calendars, yours included. How excited are you that it's finally here?
1: Oh my gosh. There's been so much buildup, so much buildup. And, you know, these were two teams that had two great games last season. We knew it would be good, but now it's looking like it's going to be the best game of week two. And, and just for me, just to get back on the field and think about 75,000 screaming fans at Arrowhead, like my head might explode before the game even kicks off. Uh, there's so much excitement surrounding this game for so many different reasons. And I just, I cannot
0: wait. I cannot wait to get to Kansas City and uh, to get this thing going. I think all of us are in that exact same boat. And you mentioned it, both of these teams, 1-0 coming into this game. What are your thoughts on this one? Big primetime AFC West matchup here.
1: Yeah, I mean, my goodness, the AFC West, I feel like was the the talk of the offseason, right? Like We all know that it's going to be a bloodbath there and every game is going to count uh, for the AFC West. So, I mean, how cool is it that we get this matchup this early in the season and that we get to kick off TNF Thursday night football on prime video with it. I think that I hope that this is a game we'll all remember for a long time because of that. But I mean, I think last I saw chiefs are opening as a three point favorite over the chargers. I know we all know both teams did a lot of work on their defense in the off season. You saw that paying off for both teams on Sunday. Uh, The chiefs big question mark, you know, what does this offense look like without Tyree kill? They showed, Uh, That they haven't missed a beat spreading the ball around Mahomes doing what we know he can do with five touchdown passes and then Justin Herbert obviously a star in his own right and I hate that we won't get to see Keenan Allen it doesn't look like but this offense proved it could keep rolling uh, when he went down in the second quarter so I mean it's a matchup that's definitely headlined by incredibly exciting quarterbacks um, if not the two best in the league so uh, yeah. Buckle up, because uh, this is this is an awesome way to, to get us all in gear.
0: Absolutely. And let's speak to one of those quarterbacks, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. He has accomplished things that no other QB has done in NFL history through one's first two years in the league. What impresses you most about what he's accomplished so early, so young?
1: I mean, this guy really is the full package. We spoke to him earlier today for our production meeting with the team and he's just such a pleasure to talk to. And his grasp of everything uh, that he needs to be able to speak to is so clear and and so impressive. And Kirk Herbstreit actually brought up uh, before we got Herbert on the line that you know in the last six seasons, if you take him back to his college days at Oregon, he's had five different head coaches. So three at Oregon and, and two with the Chargers. So now if you look at his second season, some continuity, with Brandon mm-hmm. Staley, it's like sky's the limit. You can't wait to see what they can continue to build together. And and talking to um, Coach Staley today, it, he said Justin has got rare competitive stamina for this thing—the focus, the drive, the will—and he says I don't think that anyone has the first clue of the will that Justin has as a player. That's his biggest asset. And I think Justin, for his for his for his part, you know, like he's got the athletic skill, right? Like we know he can throw the ball through a wall. Um, but he clearly has the, the intangibles that you can't teach. And I think that's that's what's led to his success. It was, it was fun hearing him saying, you know, in, in high school and growing up in Eugene, Oregon, like baseball was his first love. Yeah. Like he thought that was going to be his, his sport. He and Patrick Mahomes definitely have it in common that neither one of them were these, you know, devoted quarterbacks uh, from the time they were little um, until present day success, right? Like they were just sort of students of sports and loved Playing whatever game they could with their friends and, and it's, it's landed
0: them here, but I think it's a good lesson in like the value in being well-rounded. Absolutely. I think you bring up a good point too. Just when you talk about the answers that he gives, he is so young, but he is so mature and like wise beyond his years that sometimes you talk to him and you forget that he's only been in the league for now going on three years. He's only in his early twenties, but he just has this presence and this cadence and this, this just air about him that's just so different and just kind of sets him apart
1: yeah absolutely and I think that that strikes you with guys um I think it's what's been fun for me having covered college sports and now moving into the pros right like there are some guys who I I didn't get the, the pleasure of covering Justin in college I never made it out to Oregon for a game but um but guys like Dak Prescott, you know, who I knew when he first started his career, even in in basketball, like Devin Booker. I put both of those guys in that category of like met them as freshmen or sophomores in college and just knew that they had those intangibles that could make them a great pro. Not because of their skill, you know, in their sport, which obviously matters. Right. But to the the point that you're talking about, like that confidence um, and just that air about them that that gives you as the fan and the viewer confidence that like
0: these guys have it under control, you know, they
1: can manage the toughest situations.
0: Yeah. Everything's going to be okay when 10 is out there on the field, commanding that offense, but flipping it to the defense, we talked about maturity and a guy that the chargers brought in. You mentioned some of those acquisitions, Cleo Mack, the game of his life turned back the clock yesterday. <laughs> Three sacks against the Raiders. I tweeted, uh, it was nice to see him get reacquainted with Derek Carr in a very like loving way. He gave a lot of hugs <laughs> on Sunday. But, uh, but just looking at that, how key was that acquisition? I'm sure you guys probably talked to Staley about it too, knowing those two have familiarity with each other as well.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, Khalil Mack, my gosh, what a stud. Like, he knows how to make a great first impression. If you go back to his first game with the Bears, I think he had a half that was like something, you know, with stats that no other defensive player um, had ever hit. So here he is doing it again in his debut with the Chargers. And you you have to love uh, that relationship that he and Staley have. Um, And and I talked to Khalil earlier today, actually, as well. and, And he said that was a huge factor. Of course, um, you know, you can't imagine that it that it wouldn't be. But, I mean, Brandon Staley coming into leading this team, like, he knew he had to get his offense in check year one, but there was a clear plan in year two to focus on on getting the defense where it needs to be. Um, I mean, I think it was 27 points a game they were allowing last season. So, like, yes, Khalil Mack plugs a hole in that defense that needs to be filled, but he had so much more off the field as well. Um Brandon Staley actually told us, you know, he thought of wanting Khalil Mack as a charger, like as soon as he got the job, because when you're the head coach, right, you have to have players um, who will carry on your vision. You know, you want to build a team with players who will represent what you believe in. And Khalil Mack does that for Brandon Staley. So a lot of stars had to align for them to get to this place. But like, here they are. And these two guys are clearly on the same page. You know, listening to Khalil Mack talk, he, he, he says he always felt about wanting to be a complete player. You know, like that was his goal, like in coverage, run defending, pass rushing. He always wanted to be the guy who could do all three, uh, starting back from his college days and, and really learned it from Lou Tepper. And so he understood like the impact that, that could be had by a linebacker in that way and having that mindset from Lou Tepper's game to how he built his game is always something that he's thought about and and i think as he explained to us he's motivated every day to be the best but that also means to be the best teammate and so when you mm-hmm. are revamping this defense in such a way to have him as a leader i i mean I, I, what a huge what a huge acquisition for the team and i, I think clearly it's showing it's already paying dividends
0: I love that comment about wanting to be the best teammate because that's something we've heard. I mean, we obviously saw the dividends pay out on the field yesterday, but in speaking to Joey Bosa, this offseason, he talked a lot about the impact that Cleo Mack has made on him. And he said if he came in, maybe, this is Bosa's seventh season, but if Mack came in maybe earlier on in his career, he would have felt threatened by it. He wasn't ready to have that type of guy on the other side of him, someone he's watched for a really long time. Someone he told me said every time I'd watch him on film, I'd be like, Don't, don't make that play, get take it out. And then he'd like make some ridiculous block and he's like, Whatever, I can't compete with that. But Now they have this bond, and he said it's so great to be able to have someone to bounce ideas off of. They have two different styles, but mentally they can come together and ask, like, hey, what if I try this? What if I try that? And I just think that's really, really cool. As much on Cleo's part as it is on Joey's, to be receptive and to learn, you know, even as he's gotten older in this league, hey, it's awesome to have these guys on this team and and feel that kind of tightness too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan in life of the concept of, like, surrounding yourself with people who make you better, right? And I don't think that there's any denying that Khalil Mack will be a guy who makes everybody around him better. And I love hearing Joey Bosa's, you know,
0: grasp of that. So in speaking of some of those other defensive acquisitions, because you mentioned it, that was a huge part of this Chargers offseason. Three interceptions yesterday, not all of them, new Chargers, some older too, but six total sacks. In terms of Patrick Mahomes and keeping him contained, this Chargers team has had some success against it, but just how important is it to keep that guy in the pocket?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no other option if you want to give yourself a chance <laughs> to join this game, right? Like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is sort of the most creative, improvisational uh, quarterback out there. Um, and, and Khalil was actually telling us that he tried to look at film last night, and and he just saw like wait everybody's getting the ball. He was like, I was, you know, you know the guys that they've got. But then he was seeing guys flash who he'd never seen before, and he was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is real. What the Chiefs are doing, this is this is the real deal. Um, but he recognizes it's it's their job to defend it, and it's a it's a huge challenge that he's that he's really looking forward to. I think you add on top of that like going to Arrowhead. I mean, that is a tough environment to play in. It's so going to be so loud and so raucous. You know, I, I think the, the Chargers are going to have to, like, have their silent count ready and do everything um, that they can to, to beat the pressure that the offense is going to face. But also, um, you know, as you said, like, this, this defense has, has quite the task itself. Um, and another chance to prove it, you know, another chance mm-hmm. to prove that these offseason acquisitions um, are, are taking them in the right direction.
0: Okay, let's get into a couple prime video questions, because as we talked about, this is the first game ever. You guys have an amazing team. You were joined by Al Michaels and Kirk Herb, Herb Street, as you said. A lot of Herbo action on this broadcast, <laughs> by the way. But for you, yeah, how right. does it feel being part of it? I mean, I think I'm
1: still in disbelief, right? I mean, those guys are legends. Like Al Michaels, are you kidding me? I mean, the voice of a generation yeah. of sports fans. When he says my name, I, you know, I get, I get chills. It's the coolest thing ever uh, to get to work with him and just to hear his stories. Like, you know, when we're at a casual dinner, uh, the institutional knowledge he drops oh about the NFL and just the life he's lived is Absolutely fascinating. If you've never read Al Michaels book, I highly, highly recommend it, but I'll I'll say it's it's even better to hear the stories in person. And then there's Kirk who I have so much respect for. I got to work with him at ESPN. I'm so excited for this opportunity for him to get to take all that he knows about these players from their college days and transfer that into who they've become in the NFL. I think that's just so invaluable and gives a new perspective uh, to an NFL broadcast in a way we haven't seen in a long time. But like, I don't even know how I got so lucky to be to be a part of this team, but it, um, it feels really cool. And then on top of that, you add our producer, Fred Godelli, who has been uh, producing at the highest level of the NFL uh, for more than three decades. And he and Al have been partners um, for so many of those. So I feel like I'm getting to learn from the best in the business and the confidence that that gives me just to know that I'm supported and um, really getting to learn from the pros is, uh, I just feel really lucky.
0: Are you excited to get back into sports? Cause I know it's been a few years doing news with CNN and ABC, right?
1: Yeah, so it's been five years, uh, which is crazy that that much time has passed uh, because it really, it doesn't even feel uh, like it was that long, that long yeah. ago, but, uh, but yeah, it has, it, it's been a while. And, you know, I think what I learned while I was away um, and when I really came to appreciate you know, I, I wanted to take on the challenge of working in news, but it, it quickly became apparent that so often that job is showing up on the worst days of people's lives. Yeah. And I, I didn't take that responsibility lightly. But when the, when the call came from Amazon, um, you know, when you have that gut feeling and you just know it's right, like there was no hesitation on my part to think like, I have to figure out a way to make this work. And, and now I, I get to return to celebrating the best days in these athletes' lives, recognizing how much work they put in uh, to get to these big moments. And I think being the sideline reporter, uh, there are different ways I challenge myself in a game. You know, one is recognizing that no matter how much I prepare, I can never know enough, as much about these teams as their most fervent and diehard fans, but I can hope that from my vantage point, I can tell them something that they're interested to hear that they can't know because they're not on the field where I am. You know, that I can add to their excitement about the game and about these players competing. And then to get to be the first person to get that reaction from a player after they've just done something incredible to win a game or led their team throughout whatever it is. But I love those post game interviews because it is such a challenge to to figure out the right question to help those mm-hmm. guys process their emotions in that moment. Right? Like I can't imagine being in their shoes. Right? Like your head spinning and um, and it's like, wait, what what just happened? You know? But um, but I take that as a real challenge to myself to to figure out how to ask the the right question to help them express exactly what they want to express. In that moment when um I know it's asking a lot to get them to do that sometimes.
0: Yeah. I love that. I also love your philosophy on news to sports, because I'll say this: I'm the daughter of parents who worked for a local news station for like a combined 60 plus years on the back end, both producers. My dad was the news director. So that was the environment that I grew up in. But as I got older, I was like, you know what? I'm not sure I want to do hard news because it is so sad sometimes. And I hate to use the word depressing, but you mentioned it. Sometimes you were there covering the people, the worst days and being a part of sports is celebrating some truly, truly great moments. There are some tough moments too, but you do get to share really, really amazing stories that most of the time are pretty positive.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we're at a time in this country where it's, it's really, it it gives me a lot of joy to like be a part of something that brings people joy. Um, Yeah. It just, yeah, it's, um, I love that. I'm really, really proud of the work I got to do with news, but this is, uh, this is hard not to be jumping out of my skin, excited about
0: a hundred percent. And part of that too, is this is like a new era and medium of sports TV. So when you look at it from that perspective, essentially what excites you most about it?
1: Yeah. I mean, my gosh, how, how cool is it to get to be a part of building something new in this landscape, like that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen very often. And we're not, I mean, Al Michaels has said this over and over again, but we're not reinventing the wheel of how a game gets broadcast. But I do think that we are going to change NFL fans' expectations for their viewing experience. And you know, what I mean by that is like, it's Amazon, right? I mean, this company has developed new statistics technology, like giving users and viewers, the ability to see these real time statistics on the screen. I mean, you know, just you think about the interactivity, right, of watching a streaming app, as opposed to flipping on your TV, you know, to your Mm -hmm. station to watch the game, right? So they're calling it x-ray technology. And it's wild. Like when they debuted it for us, when we had our talent seminar, I was sitting next to Tony Gonzalez, and he just blurted out, this is so cool. You know, like, (laughs) it really, it really does enhance the experience in a way that, um, you know, traditional television can't lend itself to. So I think in that sense, um, it's gonna be really fun for fans to watch our Thursday night football games and interact with them in new ways. Um, So ah, yeah, I'm excited to see how people react to it. You know, like we all Mm -hmm. have attention spans of gnats these days, right? Like I'm totally guilty of it last night, Uh, watching the Cowboys game, you know, I'm like on my iPad looking at Twitter and then I'm on my phone texting with friends and you're watching the game and you're doing, you know, 10 different things because you're such a fan, like because you want to experience more and understand more about what's happening with the game. And now
0: Prime Video is helping you do that all in one place. That is so cool. That is going to be awesome. And then from first to last, last question for you back to the game really quick. These two teams play each other tough. We've talked about it, but what do you think will be a deciding factor in how this game plays out?
1: I think it's, it's all about how you manage the game when things don't go well, right? Like we know we are watching two exceptional teams on the field, but Sunday was a perfect example. You see Keenan Allen go down, but DeAndre Carter stepped up and then the chiefs kicker gets hurt. And my God, Justin Reed uh, (laughs) is up there to help out. So I think with the talent that you have, it's, and the the game plans that are obviously going to be in place. It's like, what do you do um, when the unexpected happens? And I think that's that's always what makes sports
0: so exciting to watch. Kaylee, we so appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. We are so excited for you and the rest of the Prime Video crew. We will see you in KC on Thursday. I'll be there. Thank you so much.